So, <clears throat> hello and welcome back to the Sports Babble, a game we've managed to keep our fortnightly routine going, so we're seeing to get in a bit of a groove now, which is nice. Um, plenty of sports news and stories has happened since we were last on. Huge. Huge news. We, we were going to bring you, the, oh sorry, it's myself, Philly by the way, I didn't introduce myself, yeah. and my good colleague Aidan. Yeah. Um, we were going to bring you the down and our mag game via video, but Technical issues put sort of an end to that, um, but we have got plans coming up. Don't worry, you are going to video ourselves acting Egypt at, at a sporting event very soon. Loads of it this week, Eddie. Huge. Gaelic, um, boxing, internationals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, well, we'll we'll get you know what we'll get stuck into the Gaelic first, the GAA first. Um, we will start with I want to start with uh, a wee friend of mine uh, won an All Ireland medal. Congratulations. On Saturday. Calvin McGee, um, oh, well done. Uh, I used to actually play hurling with him as well, so it was pretty cool. Um, and I used to also beat him up as well when he was younger. Uh, he plays for Warwickshire GAA, and they won the Laurie Meher Cup, which is like the f- fourth tier in hurling um, in the All Ireland. For you who don't know, where is Warwickshire? Warwickshire is sort of the Midlands. Okay. Warwickshire you know, you know, University is Coventry. Is that is Kellogg Uni or Warburton or? He's over there, yeah, he's over there studying. studying. He's over there studying. Okay. We're going to get Kelvin on. Um, he has said he'd come on, but I was speaking to him last night, which is Wednesday, and he still had a big sore head on him from being out on the drink celebrating, which is proper order um, for winning All-Ireland. So that was that was very good. Hello, Kel. Um, just want to touch on the game. The one seventeen eleven against Leitrim. Um, it was on, I got it on, on, on a YouTube link through TG Car, so I think it might have been on TG Car TV live, but I think it's, not, it's an absolute... Farce that an All Ireland final wasn't their their seasons are over now. So why couldn't they be on before like uh like say a provincial semi semi final quarter final? No, there's fans in. Yeah. Like you could have had Warwickshire and Leitrim playing there before say Mayo and Con- and Galway or something. Do you know? And then well, I mean to play at Crow Park would be great. Yeah, it, it is brilliant. It's probably the the kind of pinnacle for any. GA player to play there and I think it's yeah playing in front of an empty or a quarter full stadium isn't what you isn't the respect of what no what it should be no what what, what you could have done is put it on when the qualifiers are on the park or when the quarterfinals of the All Ireland yeah. football or quarterfinals of the hurling even just before a big game give give yeah. people the, the atmosphere of having a, a let them see game. yeah and let, let the lads see this but um. Liam Watson that used to play for Antrim mm-hmm. scored 11 frees yeah don't worry is he playing for Warwickshire? he's playing for Warwickshire and um, one of them's from 100 metres out and he'd no wind either Brilliant. absolutely phenomenal shooting um, really really well done Warwickshire it's brilliant to see like, a, like well they're off they're obviously a very small county because not even that <laughs> but a small team like Warwickshire come through and win that and it just shows like how much it meant to them at the end all this whole squad was going daft and all the families were going mad and the Legion players were absolutely devastated, so it meant a lot to them. I was reading somewhere as well, I mean, all these expats now in London and New York, I was reading somewhere, high-profile GAA columnist was saying that it won't be that long before London, New York actually do start competing at the very top level, with so much work now in London. Jeez. It's almost like a, a kind of um, bigger draw in Dublin whereas you had a lot of county players from Fermanagh, Armagh uh, working in Dublin playing for Dublin clubs maybe switching allegiances then to Dublin 
Yeah. This is this is even, this is well, yeah, and this is even magnified again. So we have a lot of Irish people maybe, you know, getting jobs in financial services over in London, yeah. joining the, the clubs in London, and then you know, they understand it's not going to be that long before London are are competing. I think New York had a good rattle a few years ago. Yeah. and even this year they're on uh, Sligo pretty close at the start. So, um, yeah, you wonder what 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 is the missing element for some of those teams? Is it a Bit of team spirit in that, you know, okay, it's London, whereas guys from Roscommon and Sligo will fight to the death for the jersey. Well, it's only in the, this, well, it's in the infancy of it, so you could get that down the line where boys have ended up setting up roots there and then yeah. they've got wee ones coming through and, that, and that, the London jersey is their jersey and they're, they're going for it then in that sort of way, so yeah. you don't know, but. I think a brilliant fur fur Warwickshire. I think um, uh, the other. I think Carlo won the Nick or Christy Ring trophy, and they seem to be doing really well for hurling. And then Derry won the Nicky Record, just third tier. But hurling, I sort of shown the way that these people sort of laugh at the the small tier trophies if you brought them in the Gaelic football and think something's been structured football. well. Yeah, I think football needs to start looking like that. Football can get a bit. They get ahead of itself, can it really? Like it's sort of. But anyway, we're going off on a wee tangent there. Just to keep on hurling, Lee Chin. Yeah. What a bio. Wexford beat Kilkenny. Shocking. <laughs> yeah, well, they beat them. They actually beat Kilkenny in the league. Yeah, so, yeah. but the championships obviously here. Plenty players always say it in media briefs or whatever they're doing. The championships are always different. You know, and you yeah. you know yourself from playing good football, or whatever. When it came to championship time. All of a sudden, there's players you never seen a training when arrived down. It doesn't happen in champion senior county levels, but you know what I mean. Even if there's a bigger emphasis, yeah, emphasis yeah. yeah, towards it. So for Wexford to come out, he played sort of a midfield playmaker role, and he must have hung in the air for out of the seventy minutes. He hung in the air for like sixty nine minutes. <laughs> this catching ball, it was phenomenal. Like it really, really was unbelievable. The whole Wexford team was superb, and it was a really good game. He ended up with six scores, three frees, two sixty five, and then a score towards the end but it just uh, if you haven't seen it YouTube that performance from Wexford not just Legion and obviously so the, the Davy Fitz factor that's the Davy Fitz factor he's an absolute lunatic by all accounts and he just seems to be able to G teams oh, up I think the, the most I was shocked when I, I never watched the game and I was shocked when I heard the result I was more shocked that Kilkenny only scored 11 points yeah. and usually Kilkenny are hitting 20 minimum and I would have expected them they were quite although, although Wexford have improved well, I kind of would have still expected Kilkenny to try some. Well, things are changing. Obviously, Cody doesn't have his his all stars like he did before. So I'll remind you about that. No, definitely. <laughs> Listen, my future mother-in-law is a Kilkenny woman, so no, I'll be reminded all about it. Um, uh, we had then had we had well since we've been off, we've had um two Ulster GAA game, Ulster Championship games. Yeah. Darren, if you're a man, I'll get your little opinion on that as, as a Darren fan. Um, the best of two bad lots. Okay, I've heard that a lot, actually, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. That was it. Oh, oh I, don't, I, don't, I don't think there's, there's much else. You there. don't think Darren go any further? No. I didn't think there was a lot of quality on either side. I think both of them was pretty poor. Defensively, Darren are shambles. I think offensively, I was shocked at how poor Armagh were. Um, I was... Sh- I was I wasn't shocked, but what I was um, surprised by was how much they tried to rely on Jimmy Clark. Yeah, if you had told me before the match that Down won't score a goal and still win, um, 
You won the Mayweather hat. I wouldn't have believed you. You Floyd Mayweather hat? Yeah. Hmm. I just... Dying aren't a point scoring say generally. They would usually <laughs> rely on, on, on goals pulling through and they actually comfortably the, outpoint them. 15 scores. The two half-backs, in my opinion, for down the two, uh, Keita Mooney and Darren Allen, and I was at the game, were very good. Yeah. Um, well, they were probably the, the two best down players. Yeah. I think McKernan's wasted, in my own opinion. Um, and I've talked about this before. I think... I was talking about a friend of ours actually the other night about it. I think he, he whatever, for some reason, Dian manages. They don't seem to really get the best out of him since James McCartan got the best out of him. I think he, he was playing a sort of a deep, that sweeper role, but he's much better than that. He can score from long and he, he's a better playmaker, but Dian seemed to always keep him back as if keeping the defend. I know he did very well. I watched the St. Mary's final in the Sigurdsson and he did very well for them now, but I just think for Dian, you could give him more license. I think Dian will be all right, yeah. especially against Armagh. Especially after 45 minutes where Down had, had them more or less shut out and Armagh had completely run out of ideas I think he could Down could have went on and put my more scores on Armagh if I'm honest yeah. but I was I was surprised I wanted to see Jimmy Clark because I hadn't seen him play and everybody talks about him and he does seem an interesting character and he seemed to be the only one in Armagh forward line all six that had any sort of yeah, no football and brain on him yeah. you know Andy Mernon's very good in the air and he scored, uh, scored his goal and he could have scored another one yeah but Jamie Clark, you could tell he was a class above, even though he was was limited to so many opportunities. Yeah. The game on Sunday there was much better. Yeah, and in bad conditions. Horrible. I had no umbrella and I got absolutely soaked. Yeah. Cam um, probably needed to tag on more points in the first half. Um, That's what I did, yeah. Um, but I think the likes of Conor McManus is a difference, and he's going to be the difference. And will probably most of Monaghan's games. Monaghan very physical, very workmanlike defensively, work hard, try and shut them out. Drew uh, Wiley's a very good player. He's grinning. Um going forward is very disappointed in the game with McCarran. Jack McCarran had a really quiet game. Owen Duffy was good. Um, yeah. The the guy that brought on as well. Oh uh, McCarthy? Yeah, very good player. Yeah, um, yeah. But there's nobody like McManus because you said he, he almost plays Gillig like a soccer player because he's thinking three movements ahead of what actually happens. The movement actually to get the goal when he come out. I mean, you know, that is... It, 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 he wasn't thinking of going and getting the ball short and as soon as they looked up, he knew exactly what he was doing. It was one run to create <sighs> space for himself, which in Gaelic football, um, in, a, in a day and age when... They're all been told just to run hard and hit hard. It was it was nice to see that there was still a bit of brains in the game that they can do things together. I was right in line with it, sitting up at the back wall on that side, right in line with it. And I was in between two cabin families that were very good to me um, and gave me like sandwiches, Chris and Mandela and all. Like I was adopted for the day, um, and um, I was told I was obviously a down fan and was urged to watch the game and when Manus did that I stood up and cheered and I was going daft and the, the fellow beside me says uh, I thought you were from fucking down I guess here and he pulled up my, my coat and all but he was laughing like and excuse my language but he was laughing and all but it was just brilliant I, and I've heard people talk this week uh, ex-players and all Gaelic senior players championship players say that oh yeah I've seen that done all the time it's just a simple movement and they've stated sort of the cabin defence but if you watch it again and I have watched it again there's five cabin defenders are just completely left standing still by him because they're sort of watching the ball and, and Conor Manus is being very 
sneaky about it as if he's trotting towards collecting yeah. the pass and he just stops his tracks and flicks backwards yeah. and it's just after for, there's a minute where or there's a second where the whole thing just it's, stops it's a it, it come at a stage as well when probably not so much physically mentally defenders start getting tired mm-hmm. um, and I think that's what happened the gauges was blindly following and not thinking um, and he got, Faulkner. His, he got his pants pulled down and Probably that's the difference at the end of the day. Um, they had a chance at the end of the match, but yeah. I never really, I think it was kind of just, you know, more in hope. Um, but equally, Monaghan defensively near the end were awful. They should have really been a whole lot more comfortable. Yeah, they were a wee bit all out at sea towards that. I know Drew Riley was off, but yeah. um, I still think Monaghan will win that, will go to the semi final in Ireland, and I think Donegal will win Ulster. But there's a game coming up this week that. Yeah. We'll see what happens from there. Um, that'll be our GES section covered for the week. Um, we're going to move on now to boxing and uh, circus fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, roll so up, roll up. Roll up, roll up. We were talking about doing a podcast at the start of the week. I'm saying we'll do it tonight. Yesterday, Carl Fram announced his fight, so we'll start that first. Mm-hmm. Against Andre Gutierrez. Jonas's brother, I think, is it? He's playing for Newcastle. <laughs> uh, Very poor, isn't I, I don't... Hey, listen, Gutierrez could come here. We don't know. Well, he could come here and he could knock Frampton out or he could beat Frampton, whatever. We don't still don't know. It's very highly unlikely. But it's it's really disappointing that it's, that's... It's such an odd big claim. It's really... And you could tell by Carl's face that he's feeling it too, and I felt very sorry for him. He, so? Yeah, he didn't want he didn't want this to be this fight. He won. He won. He obviously wants something bigger. I think. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's the cash cow who's getting milked now. Um, Absolutely. I, I, I think it's fine with Wigan all over. Always said it. Never, never. I like Shane. I think Shane's a good guy. But Brian McGuigan, when he when the chips are down, the only thing that he reverts to is money. And this is purely an opportunity to fleece the local fans. And going by what's happened already with the ticket fiasco. Seems like it's happened. You're looking on Facebook, Twitter. There's guys who obviously went to America to watch him to get tickets in, in America. Spent thousands of pounds. Can't get a ticket for a home fight, which is an absolute disgrace. And um, by all accounts, guys were were trying to buy tickets this morning. They were sold out at one minute past. So yeah. how does? I mean, and then people are selling them for three hundred and fifty-four quid. I've seen a fellow we know, um, put a he put a photo to Carl. Actually on Twitter saying what what about this here and it's some woman who bought the tickets for forty five pound now trying to sell them on for three hundred and fifty four. I mean it happens really. in every sport it does, but like it just it's not it's just not great. Like it's I just don't understand how how that arena sold out in a minute for a for almost for a fight like that because I'd say there are a lot of even genuine boxing fans. Who would have loved it when they caught Frampton fight, but maybe seen the opponent and were maybe put off by the likes of the opponent. I mean, Carl Frampton should not be fighting. He he should be fighting for world at his stage in his career. He should be fighting for world titles in every fight. Yeah. He hasn't that long left. He's he's admitted himself. He doesn't see him fighting too much longer. Every fight should be a world title. Yeah. So in my opinion, fighting this guy, I know it's a it's a an eliminator, um, but fighting this guy, Belfast. It just, it just it just smacks of you know place the locals get the money off them we'll go back to America and then we'll fight for for our titles probably relying on the same guys the fans traveling out there who've been let down in Belfast so very poor form and it's not Carl Frampton's fault no he's only does what he's what he's told to do and what he's managed to do um 
I'm sure he wanted a fight here by the signs of Windsor Park, was it? Yeah, so he wanted Windsor Park, and what I seen today um, online was that there was a statement released that they couldn't get Windsor Park because um, obviously the UEFA under 19's women's championships yeah. was on in Belfast, which is brilliant, so we'll try to cover some of that too. And um, that's on a week after. So the statement was from the IFA, I think it was from Joint Mary Windsor Park and Cyclone Promotions that they couldn't get it turned around. Um, my argument would have straight been back at them would have been well, hang on, George Groves and Carl Frotch fought at Wembley, and it was about 90 odd, Carl Frotch tell us about 90 odd thousand others. Um, then England played, I think France, either it was the day before that fight or the day after that fight, yeah. and they were able to turn Wembley around and then have an, another event. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on there. Maybe there's been a fallout that we don't know about. It might come out eventually, or maybe it just wasn't. The whole thing with the, whole, the Selby, it looked like it was all geared up for Selby. Which Everyone wanted Selby. I think Frampton wanted Selby. It's Selby the type of that he needs to be fighting. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden it fell apart, and you're reverting to, back to the SSA, which Carlos are gone. This is a no-win situation for Carl Frampton. It was, to me, it was a it was a big opportunity. Yeah, I mean, Windsor Park not. for a world title against a, a really world class fighter, <clears throat> you know, would have been a great. It, it, that was no, it would have sold out, and I think the yeah. fair share of fans would have got would have yeah. got their tickets too. But this just leaves a sore taste for for people who have went abroad and have went to America to follow them, um, and they can't get a ticket for the SSE. No, so, not great. No. Um, Ryan Burnett, yeah, well the new world champion, brilliant. IBF bantamweight world champion. Um, he, he clearly won the fight. If you just watched it yourself with no commentary or nothing but, on it, not scoring it. That guy, Haskins, um, he's no mug. No, I've not seen at all. Him loads of, he is, he's very, very good. Not at all. Very and skillful. There's nothing to say he won't win the title back. He couldn't win the title back off Ryan Burnett or win another one. That he definitely yeah, he's getting on a wee bit, but um, Burnett looked quality. He really, really did. He really, really did, and uh, I didn't see the fight live, but I've watched it back, and I'm not I'm nowhere near a boxing expert, but I actually enjoyed watching him, and it was, I actually heard his interview, I don't know if you heard it, on News Talk, mm-hmm. and you can get it on podcast, there's me promoting another channel, <laughs> but whatever, uh, you can get it on podcast from if you haven't heard it, and he's talking to Joe Malloy on News Talk, and um, it's a really, really great story, what he went through, and the fact that he had that issue on his brain, where... Um, there was an artery being blocked, so blood wasn't travelling through, and he was deemed he can't fight, and he managed to get it fixed and find out that basically he was born with that, and, and it wouldn't cause an issue. So he's come back through that, um, and gone right up through the ranks. He was homeless for a wee while, him and his dad were living in his car for like six, eight weeks. Yeah. His dad's an absolute hero. If you really need to check his story out, his dad's an absolute hero, fella. His dad basically studied, studied the brain, yeah. <laughs> and learned all the workings of it and stuff. Like, and then to come back and then win a world title, his class, and I hope he... He goes on and wins multiple world titles, and I hope we do have a another superstar in boxing. I think we, I think we already do. To you know, to be a world world champion, world champions, yeah. no, no main fee. No, um, Bill Kinsey was a great amateur too. Yeah, um, seems to be was world youth champion. Yeah, went to Ricky Hatton. Maybe didn't work out. So they're still very good friends. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think it was maybe the atmosphere around the gym by by sounds of it at the time, but. Um, God, he's really come on since he's went to Adam Booth, who at times ain't the, the most perfect uh, trainer in the world, but he seems to fit. The two of them seem to fit each other. Yeah, and that seems to be the thing in boxing. Um, I just went out of my head. Mike Tyson's old coach. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Like they were just the perfect match. Yeah. And that got Mike through. And then you obviously had 
with Shane McGuigan and Carl Frampton seemed to work well and you had um, Freddie Roach and Manny Pacquiao. It yeah. seems to just be people fall into Andy Lee had uh, Manny Stewart and that was a Manny Stewart's brilliant. Yeah, so it was interesting. It's brilliant for him to win it like and hopefully we'll get some more big fights yeah. um, in Belfast. I think now he's a world title in the sense he can command whatever he wants. So um, right, yeah, we don't want to talk about this, but it happened, didn't it? Yeah, it happened this morning. <laughs> uh, so if you haven't heard, if you live in an absolute bubble, um, Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather are going to throw down. Throw hands. Throw hands. Um, like if I was Conor, I'd throw the odd kick just out of your badness, because there's no rules, it seems. There's, there's no titles involved, there's nothing. No titles. <laughs> the only thing that's, that's certain is the weight. <laughs> what is it? One, one 154. 154. Yeah. Um, it's such a such a mess. I'm not gonna kind of come on and as he drops his I'm not gonna come on and kind of give it the whole. Oh, this is a disgrace. Type no. Of stuff. no. Um, it is a service, but I will probably watch it. Oh yeah, um, yeah. We'll, we'll be watching it in broadcast and probably. But I think it. I think the the, the kind of implications more so for UFC than boxing in the long run. It's quite. This is interesting. I was wondering if you bring this up. Going and, and and with the, with the back, I can't really see any change for boxing, but the the UFC have a huge fan base, and I think it's now become apparent, even though the fighters that they have been paid what they probably no. deserve to be paid. And fair play to Connor, he's drove that. Well, the very fact that he's, I mean, UFC, they're they're constantly talking about how it's overtaken boxing as the, the biggest combat sport. Um, but yet their top fighter has to participate in a boxing match to make his highest earnings. So kind of tells you everything that you need to know about how much they actually are being paid. Are they been, are they been paid proportionately? Definitely not. Um, is Conor McGregor ever going to go back and fight for less money? No, he'd be mad. It's crazy. I, I just don't understand. Why would you go in a, in a match at... Rumour has it, over 100 million, I wouldn't believe that, but... Um, Each, or do you mean what? Well, both of them over 100 million, but I can't see McGregor earning over 100 million. Um, but even the fact that it's, it's we're talking those sorts of figures, I mean, how much was he paid for some of those other ones? The UFC, for the Aldo fight? Um, even, even... About 10 million, I think it was. I, I don't even think no, it was. No, I, mean, I, I remember seeing that the actual purse now, the purse was $1 million. Okay. Um, which was big for for UFC. I mean, you look at some. I know there's sponsorship and extras that go with it, but the purse money, in terms of what you actually win if if you win that fight, it's quite a quite a shambles when you look at it. Um, so I think potentially there's bigger implications for the UFC. I'll ask this question: Why, unless a boxer is down and out? Um, finished, washed up, they've never participated in the UFC. Why? Why would a boxer? And, and the credit goes to the UFC guys. They're they're fighting with, you know, loose. We well, yeah, they're taking absolute pounds. It is very violent, um, but they're getting paid peanuts compared to guys who are maybe um, boxing with ten ounce gloves on, which. Yeah, it can still be brutal, but there seems to be a wee bit more protection on it. I just uh, I can't get my head around. Why a boxer wouldn't go into the UFC? I, 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 I know why a boxer would never go in, because they're not paid enough money. 
And, well, could you kick in the face too. Yeah, kick, kick in the face. But then, some of the boxers that have went, the likes of Tony, washed up, finished. Went then later on in his career. Just just for money. Yeah. For no other reason. Um, you'll never, ever see a boxer in a, in, in a octagon. I think what's going to happen now is, uh, Oscar De La Hoya sort of talked about it, and he said that, he did, he says it's inevitable that this, is, this fight's going to happen. This was about a month or so ago, maybe further, when these two started trading them um, insults. And he said that it, he thinks it's going to wreck boxing himself, purse-wise, because he says, like, you're going to have, like, what are people going to demand now to be on the undercard of this fight? I disagree. I, I actually disagree because if he was promoting this fight, he would be building it in exactly the same way. Oh, I the the thing this is um, he is right in the way, but it's gonna affect UFC more. I mean the money where the money is, that's where boxing is. So if if you're looking at the top money, you're gonna to have to fight a boxer. So and that's why we're seeing more and more UFC fighters calling out boxers. I don't think it's going to be the other way about. Uh, McGregor's stablemate. Um, oh, I forget his name. I'm used to his name tonight. He's, an, he's a he's a really so really Aslan. Icelandic. Yeah. No, no, no. He's a he's his um, jiu-jitsu uh, partner. Mm-hmm. He's he is uh, he's really really he's like world standard level jiu-jitsu. He has asked. He's called. He called out um, Amir Khan this uh-huh. morning. Said, "Get me an Amir Khan on the on the, on the card. He's got a glass chin." Just a heads up. Don't be calling out Amir Khan because I did that once. And got absolutely abused, uh, and uh, there was no racial tones at all in my tweet towards him. It was just come on down to Guildford and I'll spot you. And the next thing I got done in by all his fans and Amir himself. So just watch yourself, lads, before you call out Amir Khan. But I think that this is this is what's going to happen now. And I I like, I used to be a, a really big UFC fan to the point where I was like, flip, I might give something a go. And I went to Taekwondo because it was the safest martial arts. But um, I've really, really gone off it and turned off it now. Like, and I just think I'm, I'm, I'm happy that this fight's happening because I think it's going to be a an event that you're going to want to see, but maybe some of these won't want to see because watch it anyway. Yeah. But I'm just worried that some of these UFC fighters, it's going to become muddy. It sort of feels like, and you can come on slime. It feels like the um, NWO coming in the WCW, right? <laughs> <laughs> and just causing chaos all around them. Yeah. I fully expect Hulk Hogan to come out with Conor McGregor now. <laughs> beat down on um, Jose Al... No, not Jose. Beat down on Gennady Glovkin, the, th- the two of them, and the NWA, and then spray paint the NWO side on his, on his chest. Remember that happened? Yeah. I fully expect that to happen now. The third man. Yeah. Um, Do you know what I mean by that, though? It feels like... It sort of feels like they're coming in now. And I, I, I can't wait till it's all over just so we can get back there. Normal, but I'm probably well, the biggest fight be, and the most interesting fight of the year is after that. Yeah, this will be the only time we talk about this up until the week before. I promise you that in our sports battle. So we may as well we say that. But the press conferences, the press conferences are going to be better than the fight. Okay, um, it's already started on on Twitter. Um, Mayweather kind of abusing them in a way that subtly. This is this is how real money behaves. We don't rent out cars and get our photo taken with it. We don't rent out jets that we own jets. Yeah, he has his airplane pulling up in the background. Yeah, I seen some fella then tweeted me over the back two packets of noodles because he's broke. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll get into actually a bit of the, the actual fight side of it now. Jay Quigley was in Sky Sports today. Now Jay seems to be doing very well for himself. 
at America and I've watched some of his fights, not live, but YouTube is a wonderful tool. And he obviously seems, hopefully he gets a world title shot down the line soon, I think he will. <coughs> he reckons that Edie's <laughs> face tells a thousand words here, but, uh, a thousand stories or whatever that phrase is. He reckons that Conor McGregor is going to knock Floyd Mayweather out. Comment. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Do you I, mean, think- I agree with Fran. I think if if he lands a glove on Mayweather, he's doing really, really well. I think this ends whenever Mayweather wants it. I think even the fact that it's over 12 rounds, I mean, why is it over... T- McGregor can't even... He gasses out three rounds into... This is the thing, he's going to have to... And it's, really- it's a totally different pace than, than maybe what he's used to. I mean... You know, Did CBT Sports um, tweet today? No. They tweeted about how fast McGregor's hands were. Now again, uh, I'll let yeah. know you're going to jump in. Again, I want to emphasize, I'm not the boxer out of us two here. He's the one that's went on and actually competed. But even I know that I could have hit Eddie, Eddie Alvarez like that because Eddie Alvarez wasn't moving. Yeah. He wasn't. Well, that's it. We'll we go back and, and look at, or listen to some of the old podcasts. I called it at the time. UFC fighters never move their head. Mm-hmm. It's static. McGregor, everyone, oh, McGregor's a, a southpaw. You make life difficult for, for Mayweather's. Mayweather dealt with the best boxing southpaw um, in the world, and Manny Pacquiao dealt with him quite comfortably. Um, and and look, at, it's very, very hard to say when they're hitting paws and hitting things, but he looks so open. He His elbows kind of stick out so his body's wide open don't know if that's his natural stance now they think he's the king of Ireland and here's the next thing who is actually going to coach him Owen Roddy's coaching him I think he's coaching McGregor yeah and is he going to do his corner I don't know but that Owen, Owen Roddy is a striking coach anyway so he's just going to so I don't know totally John Calvin might come in and be his boxing coach I don't know do want, I don't know what he's going to do it's almost amateurish I think it's that in a way to me is a bit disrespectful. That's the thing. A lot, and I get why people are so excited by this. And I know if I'm rightly on fight night, we'll probably do something with the sports level. We'll both be excited when it starts. And the undercard could be amazing if it's all boxers v boxers. The under Badu Jack Gervonta Davis. Could, it could yeah, be yeah. stunning undercard. Yeah. Um, and we'll get excited when the fight starts because it's fight and we'll be like, let's see what happens. Everyone's saying though it'll be, you know, on points. Mayweather. Mayweather will end it when he wants to. If he takes him to points, it will be a case where McGregor's a human punching bag. Do you think so? Yeah, he's got. Do I, think Floyd, I don't think even he, he now though would have. No, last twelve rounds. No, that's your prediction. He won't last twelve rounds. He, he won't. Even even if he's if he's not been even if he is still standing and he's not been stuck, he, he won't have the legs to go twelve rounds. I mean, you've got top amateur guys who break themselves into the pro rankings in six rounds. To ten or to eight rounds, to ten rounds. This guy thinks he's going to come in just twelve round, twelve rounder, at the, with the most elite boxer in our generation. It's, it's complete madness when when you logically think about it. Yeah, everybody's getting excited with um, getting caught up in the whole. Oh, but if he lands one left, one left hook or one right hand, cattle. He, that's what he's, he's he's basically at this stage. He's already admitted he's relying on a lucky punch. That's all. That's all he's doing. And every boxer who's got into the ring with Floyd Mayweather has said the same thing. They're relying on a lucky punch. When it comes to the, if Floyd Mayweather prepares properly, this is 
Ruby should be paying right now. Um, right. Well, that's your. It'll be in- it'll be interesting. Like it'll be interesting to see how it goes, if it does last, how long it lasts. Part of me uh, wants to I think see. He's in for a shock. How quick? I I, w- I, I look. People that know me will know I'm not Floyd Mayweather's biggest fan. Like, um, if you'd ask me to pick over him or, or Sugar Ray Leonard, Sugar Ray Leonard every day a week, all day a week, I just I love Mayweather. I know you do, and that's for he is the best probably that I'll ever see yeah. witness in my lifetime. Um, so it would be interesting if he does manage to put on the clinic that yourself and probably himself thinks yeah. they're going to do. Whereas, like, when I minimize, mean, it's not. It'll never be as good as some of the other ones he's put on against the likes of. Um, Marquez, that was class. Um, Canelo, those were against elite boxers. If you're Canelo, Alvarez and Granny Glovkin, you're obviously your fights come up, so you're probably just focusing on each other. But you're probably thinking, hang on here, there's a, a, a fella from Ireland that's come out. Well, the, Canelo had his opportunity. He'd probably want another go. Yeah, we'd want to go with the money. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so you reckon it'll be finished? Finished soon enough? Then? I do. It'll be finished when Mayweather wants to finish it. Nice. Well, it'll be interesting watching the build-up, as we said, and we'll probably be all intrigued, and no doubt they will trade some pretty decent insults. That will probably be the best part of the fight. Just going to play a little bit devil, devil's advocate, just for a wee, just to say Mayweather or McGregor does win, mm-hmm. right? Say he does. Now, it's not absolutely impossible he doesn't, because you never know what can happen yeah, in sport. Yeah, yeah. What happens next, then, for McGregor or for boxing well, UFC? Mayweather... He'll, he'll, he'll be done. He'll be done. He's, he's uh, 15-0 in Tatters. That would be, be awesome. such a weird well, one. Boxing will just go on as normal. Do you think then McGregor, he could probably go on and claim for a world title, couldn't he? Two fights, which would be... Yeah. <laughs> which <laughs> would be really harsh, and yeah. fighters that haven't got their chance yet. But I think then, you know, yeah. It's all hypothetical. You'll have a lot of people licking their lips. I hope, and I'm shouting and calling this out now for the two promotions, get Lomachenko on the undercard the fight before the M2 fight so everyone else in the world sees him as well. Uh, he's top rank. He was yeah. also your balance. Apparently Michael Collins going to be on the undercard though. Right? Yeah. See you on today. See you on today. He's top rank. He is top rank, but he's obviously Connor's friend, isn't he? Maybe Connor's a top rank. Maybe that's who's going to help him, right? I don't know. His promotion party from the UFC, I can't remember. Oh, and listening to Dana White, he seems to be, he talks about we put this deal together, so I don't know if it's someone connected to the UFC. Ah, it's all up in the air. But it's going to happen, 26th of August, The build that'll be the, the build-up to the main big fight of the year, which is going to be Canelo Yeah, that's um, Gennady. Yep. So, international football was on last weekend. We hate international football. We are really starting to hate international football. We always did hate it. Yeah, probably. We hate it even more now. Love the World Cups. But I want, like, World Cup 94 back in my life. Yeah. And France 98. I can't claim to have Italian 90 because I was, like, one and a half. That's like me claiming that Liverpool title that year. It doesn't really count. I remember that. I remember that World Cup. That's when football was All right, so... You know, there were players you never heard of. Yeah. We talked about this, and this was amazing. Yeah. Um, So, internationals were on. No, Dan got a good win. Yeah. Away at Azerbaijan. I actually wouldn't have put them down for a point, even. No. 30-degree heat. Um. Huge traveling distance, end of end of season. Yeah, really good result. Really, that's a really solid result. Yeah, um, Michael O'Neill has done unreal that day, yeah. and it was really. I heard him this week. He was on Five Live, and he said he's actually had no offers, no concrete offers from clubs, which is good. I mean, I have plenty of Northern Ireland fan friends, 
and my dad certainly is a big one as well like I don't really choose either side of Columbia Arch sometimes but that's brilliant for them to hear that but for him I'm just thinking that's like surely like you're going to laugh you're going to sit there McGuinness is going to Sunderland yeah would you not laugh if you're Sunderland fan of Michael O'Neill yeah well to me O'Neill would be a far better manager definitely that's a strange one Um, so that happened well done in Northern Ireland super result for them um, I got home from the Calvin Mullen game I watched the end of the Mayo Galway game and I walked in to watch the last 25 minutes of the Ireland game and I don't know how people pay to go and watch that it was I really absolutely feel like atrocious the standard of football was so poor and all was all we spoke about there end of season this and the other there's nothing that can excuse Lumping long balls for 90 minutes. And this was only Ireland, by the way, because what I seen from Austria... To me, Austria were poor. Yeah, they were brilliant. Like. But when they got the ball, they tried to knock it about, they tried to play. Ireland hit continuous long balls for 90 minutes, expecting the same result. And in fact, in the end, they actually got lucky. A long ball over the top, out-muscled the centre-half, and gets a, gets a goal out of it. I heard it. Um, it was just so... It was so poor to watch. And... The biggest shock is there's guys playing for Ireland, like Hendrick, Robbie Brady, who are going for multi-million pound deals in the Premiership, and they are abysmal. They can't pass 10 yards. Um, and I don't want to go through the whole Ireland team, but there was very few of them who, in my opinion, are good footballers. Blood and snatters. Um, work rate, organisation at the back, albeit they conceded from a corner. I thought, from what I seen, your man Long did well looked for his first right. international appearance. Like that's looked all right, but in fairness, there weren't really, there wasn't really any pressure on Ireland's back four. All she seemed to be got there to go, sat in, tried to hit them, up, hit them on the counter. Should have had a second goal, but for better finishing, a good save from Randolph. Ireland's midfield was non-existent, and um, I think ultimately it was because of the way they were they were playing, just long balls consistently trying to pick up the second balls in the midfield just seemed really sluggish and slow um, and then when they got on the ball they couldn't pass it um, so it was a really poor performance and yeah I wouldn't be tripping over myself to go and watch that, I, that sort of I thing. heard um, on one of the radio stations I'm talking about the game the other night and they were saying that they knew what was going to happen uh, I think it was Dion Fanning was talking about it in the second Caps podcast or something he was saying they knew what was going to happen when Kick-off happened and Ireland booted the ball out. John Walters chased it, chased the ball out. And you could just tell them he was going, yeah, I'm up for this. And you could just sort of tell them what Ireland's game plan was. And this whole, say if I was Wes Houlihan, mm-hmm. and people can slate me for this all I want, I wouldn't turn up for Ireland anymore. Wes Houlihan is okay. He does give the ball away quite a lot, but it's because he's trying to make things happen. Yeah. And I understand that he, he is something different. And he tries to make things happen. It's the quality of players around him. I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely shocked. Robbie Brady, to me, is so poor. I've seen him play well, like, but he must have been pretty all Really poor. That's rare. John Walters, blood and snatters. You know what you're going to get out of him. Exact same as, as Donald Murphy's probably a wee bit better with the ball at his feet. Which is um, saying <laughs> Yeah. Um, but a right back, um, Sarah's Christie. Jeez. What did you At uh, one time the ball came and it just bounced out over his foot out of play. <laughs> it was like something you'd see in park football. It was so poor. Really, really poor. Um, and I know Martin, Martin O'Neill's teams always play to their strengths. 
but to, but to have a team to go out with absolutely didn't seem to anything else other than work rate and get stuck in. It was back to Jack Charlton days, essentially. It was, you know, it was terrible football. Still needs stuff. Did it was an A level like that at Celtic? Um, he liked his, his centre halves, big and strong. He liked the centre forwards, big and strong. In fact, he was probably blessed that Larson was there. If Larson wasn't there, we would have been sitting with uh, Hartson and Sutton. Um, he liked pace down the wings and he liked getting the ball in the box at the earliest opportunity. Set pieces he was very good on. I suppose just a well-drilled, well-organised side. Um, and if you look at even our top performances in Europe, we always caught the likes of Italian sides and Spanish sides out with set pieces because we were, so, we were so big, strong physically that the rest of the game was didn't have a lot of possession. It was just harrying. Um, the most important thing was when you got a chance at the other end that the ball went in the box and gave the big man the best opportunity to, to get it on target. Um, it was probably a wee bit more... He had more, he had better quality players to work with at Celtic than what he does now, but that was really, really poor. Still needs stuff. And even before in the build-up, with Roy Keane coming out again, talking nonsense, really, like he was sort of saying about Aaron teeing themselves up and ready for a battle and all and getting stuck in. And it's it just like, I don't know, maybe it's me trying to, trying to be like a football hipster head and I want Ireland or I want whatever team I'm watching. But is that not a given for your country? You're not supposed to go out and battle and win and up for, you know, that that should just be the basics. You know what I mean? seems to always be in every Ireland game a James McLean fixer. He seems to always smash someone and then the crowd goes uh, yeah, wild yeah, for it. Yeah. And it's always, oh yeah, James, he's stuck, he's well up for this year. Yeah. And I'd rather he took it, put it through someone's leg and smashed it into the back yeah, of the net, to be honest. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but it seems to be, and that's what it seems to set the tone for this Ireland team. And then you have people wail in the tackles and stuff. And but, Well, probably <laughs> it should be the minimum. And maybe with other Ireland managers, it wasn't the minimum. Maybe the other managers tried to get the ball down and knock it about and play some sort of football couldn't instill any motivation or any fight I mean to me you need fight you're not going to win games on, no, there's going to be have, times yeah. there's going to be times where you're going to face a team who's better than you and you it's going to come down to, yeah. to, to fight but Austria at home you should be doing a whole lot more than that I'm telling you now um, Northern Ireland play better football than they probably were yeah don't dispute it and yeah, a better team in my opinion yeah I would agree with that like I'm a, a definitely one person do feel sorry for it's Glenn Whelan. He should have been taken out of this Ireland squad earlier. He should he shouldn't be playing for Ireland anymore, and I know that's harsh. Like, but but then and now he, he has become the the face of and of all the abuse. Yeah, he might get all the abuse, but I mean the likes of of um, Hendrick and but they're yeah, they they, golden balls. Yeah, but they haven't. They have hardly set their head on fire. They've been because he's really scored that goal in, in the years and, and listen that, I was emotional that one and I went that was that, that the one that we at least threw them a phone oh here we go um, he'll always be seen as and Henders had a good Euros for Ireland but Henders hasn't done anything since you're right he hasn't done anything since rubbish terrible season as well <laughs> one good goal I think he scored for Burnley yeah, but, um, 13 million by the way That's yeah 13 million yeah. Um, England v Scotland was a decent game though um, no, not until. Oh, the last wasn't time. sorry. sorry You're <laughs> right, it wasn't. Not until the last ten minutes. Aye. Last ten minutes, for example. Okay, yeah. But up until then, it was a case of two really bad sides. Um, 
I, we're going to have a wee tip here. Go on ahead. Pick your England players, what do you think? England players? Yeah. Um, Before we start here, sorry. Eddie texted me, we're going to talk about this, about the England football gods. And we were saying, because they're all hyped up. So I have one player that I think Eddie won't agree with me here, so just be ready for this, folks. Go on ahead. <laughs> I, I, I thought I thought England were really poor. Yeah. Um, they were. Yeah, very, they were, very they poor. Were. Um, Bertrand played well. Okay, um, didn't see that one coming. Yeah, uh, he, he looked a decent player. Liverpool project by him now, um, didn't fail. Keane, who I think lacks at the very top level, <laughs> had a good game. I, Saved their bacon. Now, take me through the rest of that side and tell me where there's a quality player. There isn't. I think Harry Kane's one of the top forwards in world football. No, <laughs> no I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. He gets... Held, uh, don't get me wrong, he is a really good striker and he, he'd get you tappings. Where Harry Kane is going to get let down is that he doesn't create the chances for himself. Okay? So, in a game where England needs something out of the blue, I, I, and let's face it, a good side would have, a 2-1 up, would never have let Harry Kane. I mean, that, the, Craig Gordon, that ball travelled 50 yards. That's it, 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 was a, it was a nice... Pass, but it was an, e- an easy pass. But it was, a very, it was a good ball by Sterling. But it was a nice ball. It was a good, obviously, a good finish. I don't but think I don't think Harry Kane creates enough for himself. Well, Everything see, else is created well, behind him, and he relies a lot on Dele Alli. Dele Alli, to me, I've seen him in the Premiership. He's okay. I think when he was rattled early in the Scotland game, he didn't want to know. Just tells you everything you mean about thirty his seconds when Scott Brown put it yeah, on. He didn't. He didn't want to know as that. He didn't have the guts for the battle. Some of them up a wee bit. Okay. Is used to getting nice wee touches in and clipping balls and getting time and space to clip balls about and look look good. Put it on him. He just went quiet. I think he. I think he actually looked, he looked busted. I think he, you were talking earlier saying the season. He had a better game I against th- France. I think yeah. When there was, there's no pressure, there's a lot of pressure on those England players yeah. as well. And I think Dali Ali looked a bit like I don't really want to be here. Do you know that sort of way? I mean, well, it's a it's a big game. I would what I say before the game. I expected Harry Kane and Dele Alli to be the difference, and I mean England to win comfortably against Scotland. That's something against. I Scotland. was expecting them to, to win comfortably. Um, I think Scotland, Scotland had a the way they were set up was containment, and I think they got not lucky. There were two cracking free kicks, but the fact that they even find themselves in a in a winning position. So close to the end was would have been hard on England. Um, albeit England weren't great either. No. Um, but Scotland didn't exactly turn them apart going forward. Um, they were set up to contain and it done its job to a degree. Um, Did Eric Dyer touch the ball? He is such. I want to come to this this guy Dyer. And I even see he is Dyer. Yeah, Man United didn't make with him. I'm sorry that he's so one paced. He can't. He can never break into a sprint. I think Charlie Adams turns quicker than him. He's so poor. I, I, I struggle to understand how he's at the level he is. No, I, 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 I like I, I, you, you brought this to my attention at the start of the, when we first started start doing podcasts, one of the podcasts you said about him, and I was sort of like, I thought that, yeah, I that was a good player. And then I've watched him more as I've watched Spurs, and he always seems to be the one player in Spurs that you think you could take him out. Dembele's much better than Wanyama's. Wanyama's far, but I think, I think he's actually he's piggybacking on Wanyama's year. Wanyama's given him a whole lot more of a solid base. Dembele is a worker. I, I, I really do like Dembele at Spurs. I don't, I don't understand what 
Farah brings to sport no. or England. Or England, no. And um, people say, oh, he's a batter at a centre half. I seen him play a centre half. Positionally, he's, he's awful. Again, he doesn't have any pace. No. Um, he's just a player. You, should, you probably hit the nail on the head there. Both those teams could do without him. Yeah. Um, yeah Jake Livermore in the side of him in Scotland, <laughs> who. I've no disrespect to, to He's turned his career around, which is fair paid him off the field, which is brilliant. Yeah. But he's, he's not, not a, no. Not you wouldn't go into a World Cup game with him. No. I mean But they have no one else available at the minute. Like Henderson's injured, no, he would probably have started. Their miles off when Carrick, the World Cup. Should we get to, don't use him and he's he's past it now. Their miles off in the World Cup. Yeah, well no, yeah, yeah. Was it, technically tactically they're they're really, really poor. Um just go back on how he came from a finish. Yeah. Uh, well, not well. I'm still talking. I think he has pulled the goals out for himself. Like, you think that Arsenal goal he scored where he spawned the edge of the box, smashed it up in, I think it was maybe the season before, mm-hmm. his goal against Chelsea. I, I honestly do think, he, it would worry me as a Liverpool fan, of rumours of him joining someone like Manchester United. I'd want him to stay where he is. Sort of, I don't want him going near his like, biggest rivals. If you put your mind of, of some of those kind of penalty box strikers. Like Van Nistelrooy. Just comes alive when, the, when he has an eye for goal. Um, there's ten, I just don't think he offers, he, he won't pull you something out of, out of the okay. blue. And I think Oxygen will end well when he came on. Um, the goal in itself. Was, uh, well, that's Craig Gordon's fault as yeah, well. I, I didn't really... I'm surprised at Gordon, actually. Very, very poor. And more so the sack. The first one come through someone's legs should have had a far better hand on it and turned out round granted but the second one was so poor because the ball travelled 50 yards and it was a key. I think even Harry Kane was expecting him to come and come but and even in the first half Livermore shoots and he goes to punch it right and yeah. it just skips up over his fist and goes over and I was thinking Doesn't he, what is he is he on the pints here what's going on there yeah. England under 20s though won the under 20 World Cup yeah I think that beat Venezuela beat Venezuela in the final um, I thought it was, it was very funny Obviously, well done to all them, and, and Liverpool are saying your man Solanke, so you up the reds. But I thought it was very funny that all of a sudden BBC jumped on this bandwagon and supported them when they're in the final. It didn't go near them when they were coming through the group stages. Just smacked up. That's, that's English football. And, and then Danny Mills talking an absolute waffle as well. When he went, what he's talking, just yeah. me up. Well, he was I suppose they're reckoning they're going to win the World Cup and work with Oh, I don't even think he went that far. Them. But um, this week, there's been a couple of transfers. Manchester United signed Lindoff. Mm-hmm. Really good signing. Yeah. Brilliant signing by Manchester United. Yeah. Looks a really good player. Pretty handsome too, which is pretty devastating for a Liverpool fan. Um, Ray Wilkins. Oh, Have yeah. you seen this? Yes. Yeah. Couldn't get his head around it that Victor yeah. Wildoff, Lindoff is saying he's done nothing. He's done nothing in the game. He's done nothing. He's won two uh, Portuguese leagues. He's won the 2016 UEFA Champions League breakthrough player. Played in the Champions League. Played in the Euros. Played in the Euros. Played for his country. At the top. Yeah. He's won UF under 21s with Sweden, which is like a really good, tough competition. Yeah. What's Michael Keane won? That's the guy that he was actually saying. What's the name for? Sweet FA. There you go. Here's my English football and English players. Are so blew up. I, I I agree. Why would you go and buy an English player when you're getting absolutely fleeced for him? Like Pickford, thirty million. Uh, he looks a good goalie. Thirty million, no thanks. Everton have done really really well getting him, but paying thirty million—that's rich. Come for I I know that. Before he's all jumping me, but 
but thirty million, twenty eight million for Athletic Michael Keane is ridiculous too. I, I always laugh at players like Van Dyke, quotes fifty sixty million. But when, when, yeah, but when guys like Michael Keane are been quoted at twenty eight million, Harry Maguire's one for seventeen. When when you start talking those sorts of prices, it isn't. Astronomical for the hubbards of one thing at 60 or 70 million. See, you've just mentioned the Harry Maguire figure. Mm-hmm. I hadn't realised the figure and it didn't even phase me, which is which just shows the level we're at in English football. It's they just bought a releg- at the Femme, got relegated yeah. for 17 million. Everton bought a goalkeeper that got relegated to 30 million. Although he was injured for a good part of the season towards the end there. but And that's nothing against, but I really didn't think Pickford would be a very good goalkeeper. But yeah, you're right, and it's just it's crazy. It starts. I in fact, I could go on all night about this because my own club, Liverpool, just <laughs> said, I don't know what they were trying to do or what was going on with the whole Van Dyke thing. I think they were doing everything every other club does, but then someone tried to act really big fella and release it out too early. And so that were right in saying, I don't know why you're not getting them unless you pay this now and you obviously apologise. So um, it's just. Uh, he is going to go. He's going to go. I think we'll. I, I, think, we'll I think you will end up going. I think you will. Liverpool will sign him. We're going to spend stupid money on him. There's going to be so many jokes about us happening about him replacing Dejan Lovren and us buying Dejan Lovren. It's going to be really annoying and whatever, but we fully deserve it. But it's just it is getting to a point now where you're just thinking this. Is, it's just it's sick. Some of the figures, isn't it? It's just like you're talking about the figures earlier for that boxing fight. Now for this football, it's just like oh, it's just getting. What did Ronaldo? Ronaldo went for what? Fifty million. Cristiano Ronaldo? Yeah. No, he went he went for a close to like eighty odd million. Oh did he? Yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. From United. Yeah. Then. I think Zinedine Zidane was fifty million maybe, or forty five million. Zinedine Zidane. I know, yeah, well, But the the money been through at those premiership teams is seventeen million is nothing. For him. When you're going to buy another a player from another premiership club or any other club in, in the in Europe, they eye up and go, Well, You've got the money, so you you pay the price we ask. Huddersfield, you've been led to hear this. Sorry, go ahead. Huddersfield, to in the last podcast, you uh, unanimously said you don't like. No. Um, they bought a Manchester City youth player who I think they had on loan, but he never made any appearances for Man City. <coughs> Pardon me, for ten million. I <laughs> 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 he doesn't he didn't like that. It almost like it, it burns a hole in their pocket and have to get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like getting a student loan. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, we got to get rid of this. Right, let's go mad. Yeah. Let's go mad. Hit the holy lands. And, and it's mad. almost like every rational thought, especially with those teams that come up with the championship, every rational thought of cutting their claws, coach, punch above our weight. As soon as you hit that level, it's like party time. You know, just blow it. Blow it all. There's parachute payments. Even if we go back down, no need to worry. Um, weight structure, turn it up. Get a new one in. Give all these guys who got us up um, pay increases, and you turn guys who, okay, you were maybe get getting together, just increasing their salary huge. They become inflated, and that if they're leaving your club, they want exactly the same money or something something similar. Yeah. Well, they're not going to leave. You know, it's there's a reason they were in the they were in the in, um, the championship <laughs> for for so long. <laughs> um, I. Um, Celtic um, uh, who's they signed they seen or they're about to sign well, Johnny Hayes Johnny Hayes is the rumours I don't, don't think it's been confirmed by the clubs yet. happy not happy not, not uh, bothered not plus 
Yeah. Plus, I don't think he's. I don't think he's our level, but with the Johnny Hayes sign, I think it looks like the Patrick Roberts deal isn't going to go. Which is a shame because he looks like a player, like. Yeah, he looks a good player. And under Brendan Rodgers, he seems to be really. I think it just comes down to money, and we can't afford what City's looking for. I think the player himself would maybe want to come, but I don't even think it will get that far. Um, it looked, it, it looks like we're relying on the money from the Van Dijk deal, which we'll get a, a big sell on fee for. Um, it looks like we're relying on that the same because as soon as that went, we get um, is it 15, ten or fifteen percent of the profit. So um, when it, when it was. It's probably Celtic releasing all these Liverpool stories then to get the same money up. <laughs> well, whenever it looked like it was, it was going to go ahead, that's whenever we were in talks, and then all of a sudden it's cooled off. You know, at the same time as when the Van Dijk deal. We'll say it'll be the same as um, Silva when he went to PSG from AC Milan. Yeah. Your man, Boris Koenig, went and said, you're not getting him, no chance. Uh, 12 days later, he, 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 during those 12 days, he'd signed a new contract with AC Milan for an extra five years. And then, and then after that, he went and signed PSG and they got more money. Um, yeah, so that's the state of football. That we'll, we'll, we'll probably touch on that in the there'll two be, weeks' time. Something, that something that, yeah, bad will happen. Yeah. Uh, just before we go, a couple of things. I just want to go back on the GAA because I meant to cover it and I'm just saying there we didn't. Um, this week's big game in Ulster. Uh-huh. Two best teams in Ulster. Yeah, uh, I'd say I can't yeah. well, no, not I think Monaghan are right uh, there with it. No, okay. No. He no. disagrees no. there. Uh, you know, Conor McManus is the best footballer in Ulster. Oh, we'll leave that alone. Um, predictions for Sunday? Probably, it's going to be a kick of the ball, isn't it? Low scoring? Um, yeah, really physical game. Low scoring, boring match, probably. But like basketball. I think I think the best game, actually, this weekend will be Mead Kildare. Yeah. Um, which is on Saturday night, and unfortunately is on Sky Sports, so no one will really watch it. Yeah. But um, Tyrone, Donegal, really looking forward to it. Tight. Tight game. Who you going for? Uh, and I don't mean to annoy a friend of mine. I'll be listening to this, and he's quite friendly with the panel member of the uh, Tyrone team. But I'm going to go for Donegal. I'm going to go Tyrone. Okay, just to be different, just to get us. I, th- I don't think there's anything. I think they're two well matched sides. I think it'll be a the game can end up in one by on the sidelines on the subs that are. I think it's it, whatever manager decides to go at it towards the end. They're going to both cancel each other out. There's going to be no real. Room or maneuver yeah. for any fast counter attacks. No, it's going to be really hard hitting. Whichever manager decides to go, do you know what? Let's go for this towards the end. And I think that'll be more Rory Gallagher than Mickey Hart, and that's where I think. Okay. Uh, Donny and I'm really looking forward to this one. To be honest, I can see both these teams going right through the quarterfinal stages anyway. It won't matter. Yeah. I agree. Even if they got Mayo in the next round of the qualifiers, it's not going to matter. I think they'll, they'll be there and there. Yeah. Um, just you didn't see the, you only seen the first half of the Mayo game. Yeah, Mayo. I don't know what's going on there. Like. Yeah. Just, they don't look a good, good say. No. They like they're, they believe it on the head. They bring on O'Shea and put him in the midfield when they needed a goal and had all the wind behind him. See, Calvin did the same thing. Calvin left Jared, Gerald McKiernan. They brought him in, first of all, at the game, by the way, in the Calvin game, quickly before we go off here. In the first 11 minutes, Calvin changed the full forward pairing four times. There's eight different players played for the, the two up front. One of them was Gerald McKeenan that wanted to kick the ball into him. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there, I was taking it down on my phone, I was like, what is going on here? Then when they brought him out in the midfield, he's already going to be their best long kicker, all the wind behind him, and he scored one amazing point towards the end of the half, which what he can do. They never gave him the ball an opportunity and a chance to score. And I was, I was watching him going, what are Calvin doing here? Like, And the same thing was 
with Mayo. The Mayo's option when especially when Andy Moore was come up was get uh, O'Shea in there and get the ball into him. Get him and O'Connor in there as two full forwards. You're gonna win the ball at least once or twice. You're gonna get an opportunity to score. And everyone did it, and I was really disappointed. Mayo, I think a lot of people have talked up Galway's amazing performance. I don't think Galway's amazing either. Some decent forwards, but Comer can hit your shoulder. <laughs> that was unreal. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. And Sunday is going to be decent. Saturday night, if you can, what's that made for their game? Um, even if you're not a GA fan, watch it, you'll enjoy it. It'll be a good match. Yeah. Um, Andre Ward, Kavlov. Andre Ward, Kavlov, well. So, Who do you think wins that? I'm going to go watch there. Yeah, but look at YouTube now. I'm going to go I'm watch gonna that. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Cardiff. Mad man. You're absolutely lunatic. No chance, son of God wins it. Okay. You going around? You going. No. no. I hate points. It's But you heard it here in the sports well. He's going to go Cardiff. I'm going to go Ward. Yeah. Um, before we go, I need to mention my good friend Sean, the barber at the Cambridge Barbershop uh, on the Lisbon Road in Stramillis. I forgot to mention in the last podcast and felt really bad, really stupid, because I've just been in to give him a haircut hours before just like it had been tonight so you need to go check him out honestly lads he's brilliant and uh, so the staff are brilliant they all look after you it's a really traditional old style barbershop yeah. it's really not on the Lisbon Road and down Strand Miller so any students are listening to this near the Holy Lands area get yourselves in um, does he have a like a logo a we logo we can put it out on our Twitter yeah I'll put a link out to, his, to the barbershop on his Facebook on our Twitter plus he will tell you some pretty crappy jokes and you'll have to laugh at them. Dad well. jokes. They're, they're even worse than dad jokes. Like some, I couldn't even repeat some of them. He'll repeat them like, because he will. He, and he, give him a stage, he'll go on to that boy. But um, he's really, really good and he does he helps us out. So it's, we really, really appreciate it. Last year, Sean. Um, cheers very much, Sean. Um, make sure I got that in. That's us for this week. Check us out on Twitter, the Sports Babble, and Facebook. The only thing with Facebook is, well, I haven't been doing so much on it at the minute. They keep being tubes and cancelling down our page for some reason so for some sort of tax I think, that, I think that's been going quite a lot yeah probably we're not paying our tax um, I didn't know anything about it in the first place so come get me IRS if you want <laughs> again another wrestling million dollar one <laughs> yeah <laughs> DBIC yeah. um, so we'll be back again in two weeks we're hopefully going to get to the Arma modern game so we will um, get that up down I keep calling Arma it's a midnight Arma you see this one surrounded by the heroes so yeah we'll get that up Thanks for joining us. Thanks very much, Eddie. Cheers. Thank you. No bother. And um, we'll see you again. Cheers, folks.